Yeah. Just from like power and like, resistance. Yes. <laughs> hyenas don't quit. No. They just never do. No. Also, penguins don't like to be laughed at. So <laughs> they're like, um, hi, excuse me. And the hyenas are like, ah, yep. and yep. they're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the CritterCast Podcast. Hello and welcome to CritterCast episode 29. Hello! It's, We're so glad you're here with us today. And we are your co-hosts. I'm Karina. I'm Cassie. We, of course, as always, you'll hear minimal background noise, but background noise from our host of Critters that live in the CritterCast home. Um, wow. Otherwise known as like, the Critter Crew. The Critter Crew. Yes. Um, I think we should probably do like a, a little bit of chatting about what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Then maybe like pause for a little check-in. Okay. See what's going on with CritterCast and then really launch into content. I think that might be a good middle ground. Sounds good. All right. Well, I, I wanted to mix it up a little bit because we've talked about um, some interesting critters, but also ones that... The last one we talked about, Bearded Dragons, was yeah. one that we've been learning a lot about recently. Yeah. So I wanted to go to one that I have seen around a lot but didn't know much about. Okay. Okay. So we're going to be talking about pangolins. Pangolins. Mm-hmm. Those are like the little like armadillo-looking things, yeah. right? All right. Exactly. All right. Which, when I think about it, you know, we don't like to stick to one animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to swap around with different types of animals. But, like, I can't, I mean, I guess mammal? Right? Right? You're like, I had mammal? exactly, yes. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a mammal. Okay. Okay. And I, I feel like that's a little bit cheating on me. I really should have done a bird, and I almost did. But then I was like, yeah, but you know what? These guys are so... They're so odd. <laughs> and I feel like they kind of don't count entirely as a mammal because they are a mammal. Yes. yes. But also they are the only scaled mammal in the world. Okay. So they are scaled. They are scaled. Okay. Okay. It's not like a sh- just like a shell nope. that they have. Nope. Okay. Yeah. So and they're not armadillos. They're not armadillos. They look like armadillos, but they are totally right. separate. Nope. Okay. Yep. So that means armadillos are not scaled. So now I have to think about that. I know, right? crazy yeah all right so i thought that's why this would be kind of fun to talk about like again those the wonkiness of classification yes. things and also questions of and what animals are related to each other even and an interesting thing that we'll talk about more about the pangolins is that we don't know too much about what they're related to right yeah they're like they, they live in this weird middle ground yeah they live in a gray space yep and because we're humans we have to obsessively classify yes but we don't do it well right no totally (laughs) anytime an animal is like i defy your classification system we're like we just don't talk about them yes it's like how everybody has that relative that like you just don't talk about (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) everyone like you all get together and there's always one or two people missing and like we don't talk about those people like we they're part of the family but like but they're not we don't have to claim them as our own yeah right you can be like "Mm, okay from now from now on like i'm we're just always going to refer to those people in our family as the pangolins the pangolins of the the family family. yeah (laughs) not the black sheep no they're pangolins (laughs) knows what a black sheep is yeah, exactly. it's just a sheep that it's is black that's right. so dumb so dumb 
Um, cool. So that's super exciting, and we'll get into that more into details about these fascinating little creatures that always look like they have a question to ask you. Right? Excuse um, me. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> we'll get into them in just a few, but we just want to take a moment and say welcome back, CritterCast listeners. If this is your first episode or if this is your 29th episode or anything in between, we so appreciate you listening in on us. Me too. Uh, listening in on us. Listening to us, joining us on this yeah. journey of critter facts. Yes, and that's discovery. Very well articulated. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and it's a lot of fun. This week, this past two weeks, but Whew. since our last episode, yeah, we have been up to a lot. Yeah, we have. We've oh been, my goodness, we have been up to officially rehoming our bearded dragon Moana Aww. to a to a lovely family. Um, and we'll get lots yep. of updates about her, I'm sure. But we didn't really have too much time to miss her because we just immediately started focusing our efforts on our new blue tongue skink ah! who um, <laughs> has been posted now. So if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you saw the updates. You saw our guess, guess who was there and then our pictures today that we posted. Um, and if you're a patron or you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, there's actually a full vlog of when we went to pick up our new blue tongue skink. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Speed. He is lovely. Speed Racer. Yes, and we love him. Otherwise known as Chad, because... <laughs> He's very indifferent <laughs> so far, and that's one of our favorite SNL characters. <laughs> so basically, anytime you're like, oh, hi, Speed, can I pick you up? And he's like, uh, okay. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chad, here's your dog food. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Speed. His name is Speed. That was his family's name. If you guys are interested in knowing the whole story of how we came upon this blue tongue skink and why we chose to add him into the CritterCast crew, let us know. Send us an email. Comment on one of our social media profiles. Let us know, and we'll do a full video about it. Yeah. Um, and that would be something for all of our listeners. Absolutely. And not just for our patrons. Yep. Um, but that being said, I think that's kind of the major news. It's pretty exciting news. It's, it's pretty. We're very excited about it. <laughs> we're trying to play it cool for you right now, but we're internally screaming and jumping up we're and down. We're super psyched. We're very uh, psyched. All of the there's nothing super new happening in the realm of trying to get to the vendor point of an expo. <sighs> but when we have more solid news, uh, we'll get into that yeah. later at a at a later point. But I think. Other than that, checking, unless you had anything you desperately Mm-mm. want listeners to know, I think we can start chatting it up about right. pangolins. I'm pretty excited to talk about the pangolins, too, just because they're things that I'd seen yeah. around a lot. Internet I culture. Exact meme culture. Yeah, we were yeah. just talking about meme culture. Yeah. And- yeah, so that's why I was excited to talk about them, because I feel like I know them, but I don't know them. Right, and yeah. that's our goal is to know exactly. all critters Exactly. <laughs> also, they're really freaking cute. Yeah, they are. They, right? I, I mean, like in a in if you're an already an animal lover. Yes, they're yeah. cute. <laughs> and I think yeah. for everybody else, they're like weird cute. Yeah, I think you could call them ugly cute. Yeah, if not creepy cute. No, 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 they're no. Not they're creepy not creepy at all. at all. They're just like I mean, those three inch claws are a little creepy. Yeah, but like but not really. That's very sloth like. Sloths also have really long claws, yes. and nobody's afraid of sloths. No, though they they do find them creepy cute. So I guess that's just a thing. It's it's a matter of personal preference. True. Yeah. Yeah. So penguins. Yes. Yeah. 
They're from Asia and Africa. There's actually eight species. Okay. Four that live in Asia and four that live in Africa. Nice. Half and half. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I know, right? That worked out really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. How convenient. (laughs) I had to double and triple check that fact. You're like, are we sure? (laughs) So they are mammals, as we said. Yes. You probably know them from the, the memes where they look like a little penitent, sweet, and modest thing asking a question and they're they're gray and yeah scaled yeah <laughs> and they have long noses yeah and long tails they look thin like heads. standing upright armadillos in that yes. one particular photo or that circulates a lot because they've got a long a long snout too. yeah they they've got small heads long snouts even longer tongues for slurping up ants from inside of ant hills yeah uh which means that some people call them like you've made the like, we've already made the association, um, scaly anteaters. Yeah. But they definitely look more like armadillos than it's anteaters. It's like the, they're like hybrid armadillo mm-hmm. anteaters, except for that they're not. But right, that's they're what not. But that's what they look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're insectivorous, so they feed on insects. They're mainly nocturnal. A single pangolin, guess how much, how many, how many insects a single pangolin eats in a year? Less than a bat. I'd have to do the comparison math, but probably less than a bat. Yeah, because bats are crazy. Mm-hmm. In a year, that a year is a long time. Yeah. And, like, you don't get a lot of nutrients from a single insect. No. So you're thinking, like, a whole anthill. Like, per meal. Like, I think they would have to eat a whole anthill per meal. Right. And I would assume that there is thousands, if not millions, of ants mm-hmm. in an anthill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would put it probably, like, in the 5 million, oh, way more. Way more. Like, in the 100 million? Not quite. Okay. Just in between In between 5, five and, and 70 million. God. Right? Yeah. That is, that's Insane, a lot of Insane, huh? Is it, like, primarily ants? Primarily ants okay. and termites. Termites, too. That makes sense. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, just introduce the penguins to all old buildings. Yeah, they would be very happy. Rampant with termites. They would say, yes, hello. I live here now in this lovely ant and termite riddled home. Yeah. <laughs> 70 million. 70 million. That's a lot. Gross. Of chicken nuggets. Also, like, just take a moment here and think about how gross it would be to eat termites. Oh. Like, ants is one thing. Like, you think about ants, and ants are kind of gross, but also, they're so small, and like, you know, I bet you wouldn't even really notice, especially if you were an animal specifically designed to eat ants, and, you know, you just suck them up through your long straw tongue, and it's fine. But termites are extra gross. Yeah. But also, I think they're a really good source of protein. I suppose, I think they're supposed to be quite nutritious. Gross. (laughs) Well, because there's, like, there's more to, like, they're small, like, ants. Yeah. But they have more robust little bodies. Yeah. They probably have more protein in them. Probably. Than ants, which are probably mostly exoskeleton. For some reason, I think they're probably really juicy, too. Yeah. So we were talking before about the animals that they kind of remind us and other people about, but who would you guess that they're actually related to? Well, 
And it's tricky, man. It's yeah, tricky because, one. like, I want to say anteater because they have a similar diet and a similar body structure, but the way that we've talked about it already makes it set up to seem like that would be an incorrect guess. Uh, and, like, they're, well, they're mammals, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot of different types of mammals, so that doesn't really narrow it down at all. Right. I, I almost want to say they might be related to marsupials. That would make sense. I don't know why. I, I feel, I feel like, like they're those sense. like we throw a lot of weird animals in that category. Yeah, we're like, uh, okay. And they even kind of look a little bit like wallabies. Really? I don't see it. Oh. Well, we don't actually know very much about who they're related to. Right. I have I have two theories. Okay. So one of my theories is that they're just not actually earth animals. Okay. Right? Yeah. They're from somewhere else. Like snails. Yeah, exactly. Alien creatures. The other idea is that perhaps these are the true form of carnivore because that's the closest uh, order that we can class them as is true carnivore. That's weird. Right? So maybe they are what all other carnivores are supposed to be, the most successful carnivores to ever, ever be made. This seems... Inaccurate. Yes. No. I, I don't feel like there's enough sure. evidence to support this theory. I'm pretty sure that they're I the height. All cats the are evolutionarily. Right now. <laughs> the evolutionary height of carnivore is a pangolin. All cats are offended. I don't carnivore. believe it. Carnivore. I don't believe it for a second. Interesting, huh? No. I Just a bold faced lie. No, what? Wow. They they hired a really great marketing firm. <laughs> So basically, you asked me a trick question. The answer is they're not related. We literally have no idea who they're related to, so we haven't even tried. Yeah, they're they're carnivores. So it's totally a trick question. Yeah, you, I, you, warned you, sneaky. I warned you. (laughs) So rude. So let's talk about some of their interesting physical attributes that make them so hard to identify their classification and connections to other animals all right all right so we've already talked a little bit about their scales and we'll get into that more but i want to start talking with the very end the their butt their tails okay yeah we'll get to their butt do they have like the they have like a little teeny tiny tail right uh no they have well it's not super teeny tiny and it depends on the species okay because some of the species that live in trees have prehensile tails Okay. And they can use them to grip onto uh, the limbs of the trees and move around. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're also covered in the same scales, the armor that the rest of the the tops of their bodies are covered in, but they're really, really, really strong. So the, the ones that are prehensile, those ones can use it as a fifth limb that's easily strong enough to fully support their body weight. Like a kangaroo. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Or a bearded dragon. <laughs> yeah, only even more prehensile, like a, a chameleon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's the strength-wise, I was thinking yeah. kangaroo. I know they don't have prehensile tails yeah. as much as we wish they could. Oof, I, suppose there's, I suppose there's a, some types of monkeys mm-hmm. that are, you Absolutely. could compare it to. For sure, yeah. They're just a weird monkey, anteater, armadillo, sloth. Yeah. Cat. Yeah. 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 I'm not baffling at all. It's no, fine. No, makes total sense. <laughs> so their head is covered in the the scales too and actually has really horny and sharp overlapping scales. 
Mm-hmm. So that's on their head and their tails. And the exceptions are that right around the sides of their face and then on the inner parts of their legs, the throat, and their belly, they have soft skin mm-hmm. with little bits of hair interspersed around. Yeah, I, I recall seeing, like, the weird little hairy bits of skin. Yeah. So the only other thing, I mean, like, mm-hmm. our, our nails grow. Yes. Our hair grows. Yep. Rabbit teeth grow. Mm-hmm. So what are their scales made out of then? Keratin. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. like our nails are made out of, like, um, horns are made out of, you know, the types of things that do continue to grow, but then get, like, ground down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they don't, like, lose their scales Mm-mm. in, like, reptiles shed their scales. Nope, they don't shed that way. No. Yeah. They just get, like, roughed up. What do they just, like, walk up to a tree and they're like, oh, i got to shave down my... It's more about when they're, like, digging. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. But... But, like, the scales are all over their body. Yeah. But they burrow down into the... Oh, okay. Into the earth. Why? For food. And some of them live underground. Live in burrows underground. This makes no sense. These are very interesting... Why would you live your life this animals. way? So, and what a weird species demarcation this is. It's the same basic type of species right right but half of them live in trees and the other half burrow underground what the heck and they're not like they're, they're just not it's i mean it's environmental i'm sure that they totally adapted that way for their environment if yes. the ground is not very burrowable if it's really hard or rocky yeah 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 but like we talk a lot about really opportunistic animals yeah and this just this feels like they're just going out of their way <laughs> to make more work to yeah. then like to survive yeah and they're not very opportunistic at all. Mm-mm. They're like, it's not just, oh, find an anthill and eat the ants. That right. would be opportunistic. No, right. it's like dig into the ground to find the bugs. Yes. Or climb up the tree and like dig a hole in the tree to yeah. eat the bugs. Yeah. Instead of just like, here's a hole. Yep. That's very dumb. Well, we'll talk about how well they're doing at survival. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Just keep in mind that they are very, very cute. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> So the word pangolin comes from a Malay, 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 I would assume. Are we talking about Malaysian? Yeah, I think so. Like Malay word, which is pangolung, pangolung. Yeah, I don't know. It means one that rolls up. So, so like, like an armadillo. Yes. Do they roll up? Or like a roly-poly yeah. bug? Yeah, they do. Okay, okay. Because I was going to be like, that's really dumb if they just looked at them and they were like, oh, looks yeah, I like... think they do. <laughs> and then they Poke just it didn't. With a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. It does indeed. Yeah, it does. It'll roll up into an impenetrable ball. And the, this is actually a super effective defense. Yeah. Because their scales are incredibly strong. Right. And incredibly tough. Right. So even the ones that are in Africa don't have to worry about lions. Because yeah. the lions cannot bite through their scales. Do they try? Sometimes. I want to watch a video now of a lion, like, literally... Just playing with a pangolin yes, ball. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh. Like, I feel really bad for oh, them. Baby. But, like, you know. They're not going to play for too long because since especially the, the scales are... Yeah, the scales on the, the tail are yeah. so rough and sharp. Yeah. It actually... It's kind of created so that... um when a predator tries to attack, they get all scraped, scraped up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but have you ever seen a lion? They don't care. 
Lions don't care. <laughs> nah, a no, dog wouldn't care. The lions care. The honey badgers don't care. That's true. <laughs> I bet a honey badger could get through and get get in there. I believe it. Yeah, accurate. Yeah, yep. I bet that's a natural predator for them. Is a honey badger. Yeah, they, they definitely both, live in the same type of area. And they're a hundred percent competing for those burrows. Oh, fair. Honey badgers Absolutely. are like get out. Yeah, honey badgers <laughs> do care when you're taking the prima real estate. Yeah. <laughs> We have a world pangolin day. Why? Because they're very endangered. I bet if you look up, though, we have, like, a world day for a lot of things oh, that yeah. we don't think about. Absolutely. Like, at my old workplace, we had a calendar, and there was, yeah. like, every day we would write down, like, what is today? Like, and so somebody would go to some random online website and then look for look for whatever random national or international day it was. And, like, there, some days there's, like, five options because you're just, like... Who declared this day? Who made this official? Isn't there like a, a mint chocolate chip milkshake day? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I like it. But I miss. Also, I kind of really? miss working there just because I wanted random reasons to like want to eat food. Yeah. <laughs> now I kind of want a mint chocolate chip milkshake. Yeah. We yeah. can go get shamrock shakes. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So it's the third sat- Saturday of February every year. So we just missed it. But also, so it's not a date. No. Well, that's very dumb. It should just be a date. Right. But I think it's used... I hate traveling holidays. (laughs) It's used as an opportunity to raise awareness about these mammals and the threats that they face and what actions people can take to help prevent them from going extinct. It may be just the the skeptic in me, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you're not going to get a lot of people to help them when we couldn't even get people to help the white rhinos. Just saying. Okay, but pangolins are a lot less scary than rhinos. So? So some people might be like, mm, I don't know. But, like, rhinos are iconic. Rhinos are iconic. Like, you're preaching to the... I know. I know. <laughs> That's why I prefaced it by saying it's the skeptic in me. Right, right. Obviously, I want to help save all of the critters yeah. because they all deserve a place in this world. But <sighs> Including the giraffes. Yeah, I know. It's heartbreaking, man. Oof, we'll get there on an episode. Yeah. Yep. So, speaking of their endangerment and their, their Sounds risks, like they're highly threatened. Yeah. So, depending on the particular species that they're a part of, yeah. they're either vulnerable, endangered, or critically endangered. Okay. But so, all of them are in some way endangered. It does, is vulnerable what comes right before endangered? I thought threatened yeah. was... So, threatened is before vulnerable. I think so. Okay. Yeah. And then vulnerable and then endangered and then critically endangered yeah because it's not it's non-threatened and then threatened yeah 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 we don't have a classification for there are too many of them but humans would fall in that category yeah yeah they would and probably uh bufo bufos oh bufo bufos <laughs> absolutely <laughs> if you need a good bufo bufo shirt go check out our red bubble yeah ex- <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so talking about what predators they have the only predators that are generally able to eat pangolins are large cats like leopards, tigers, and lions. Occasionally animals if like... If they catch them before they go into the ball. Exactly. Or if it's like a sick or injured one. And, yeah. Which if they like, get them just like, right. Is a bad idea yeah. to try and eat, but like... Yeah, don't eat the sick Nobody ones. is saying that apex predators are apex predators for their smarts. They okay? didn't get there on their brains. Not alone, at nope. least. <laughs> nope. It's all about the muscle. Yeah. They have to have some brain, but, like, not a lot. They do a lot of leg days. Yeah. (laughs) So 
so there are there's evidence out there of a whole pride of lions walking away from a pangolin after trying to eat it for a while yeah and then the pangolin unrolls after a bit and walks away totally fine yeah hey when in doubt make yourself a ball you know what it reminds me of what the armadillo from the the road to el dorado oh yeah i was literally i've been singing that in my head since we started this episode awesome because that's all i could think of yeah it was the little armadillo there and they just play games with him such an awesome movie like uh uh-huh so classic. Now I'm wondering if that's actually an armadillo or if they got really confused. <laughs> they, uh, they took a quick trip around 100%, Africa. 100% it's supposed to be an armadillo. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. Could be a pangolin. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I mean, they don't live in South America, no. but it's okay. <laughs> but maybe someone else took it over once yeah. first. <laughs> oh, dear. So they have some other interesting adaptations to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. Since they eat a lot of ants, they need to make sure that the ants can't, like, get into orifices other than their mouth. Yeah, which is so so gross to think about, but, like, accurate. (laughs) But if you shove your whole face into your food... You don't want ants... Well, that's probably why they have a nice long nose, so that the ants don't just have immediate access to, like, their eyes. Yeah. It would be bad. Ew. Even if you were eating something like spaghetti, it could hurt your eyes. <laughs> so they can close their ears. Yeah. And their nose. Yeah. Yep. Do they swim? Gosh, I don't know. I didn't see anything about that. Well, they probably don't live near water. But it feels like if you can close your eyes, I mean, clo- obviously mm-hmm. close your eyes. But if you can close your nose and your ears, like, yeah. what a waste to not go swimming. I would right? swim so much if I could close my nose and my ears. Yes. Like, I don't swim because I don't like getting water in my nose and ears. Same. Yeah. Not, not fun. And I like swimming, but I don't like that part. So maybe we need to start training our n- nose muscles so that we can build them up to be really bulky and strong so we can close our nostrils like pangolins can. And try It's It's <laughs> not working yet. <laughs> Keep trying. I know. You'll get there. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting, huh? Weird little yep. things. They're so they're so odd. Here's another way in which they're very, very odd little, little ducks. Okay. Okay. They have more vertebrae than any other animal. Even long animals? Any like other snakes? animal. Are they just Literally like any other. little tiny vertebrae? Uh, yes. Okay. And the majority of them are in their tails. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So the species that are arboreal. Yes. Which are the white and black-bellied Indian, Philippine, and Sunda pangolins. Okay. Have semi-prehensile tails for climbing trees. The females also use their tails to carry their babies. Oh, just like while they're walking mm-hmm. around, they're like, I don't have hands for you. So like marsupials. Yes. Right? Like, um, what's it called? I don't know. Ah. You're just looking at possums. me. It doesn't. Oh. Possums. Don't, they don't carry their babies with their tails. Clearly they do. No, they don't. Yeah, they wrap their, their babies tail around their babies cling to their backs. Well, that's not as adorable. Or to their undersides. I, I like it better with carrying them or with their tails. Or their pouches. I have a better story. Okay. <laughs> they don't have pouches. So yes. So they're not. Pangolins are not marsupials. But I can't think of anything <laughs> that carries its baby in its tail. In its tail. Well, now you can. Like take a take a take a 
page from the crocodiles book i think your babies are safer in your mouth than they are in your tail not these tails these are strong ass tails okay yep these tails are gonna get the job done okay that's right it just seems like odd so do <laughs> they have like what, one baby at a time weight. they do we'll get there okay but yeah they do um so talking about how many vertebrae they have the black-bellied penguin's tail just the tail Guess, guess, guess. How I many don't know. Vertebrae? I'm not good with bones. Okay, well, we have like eight or nine in our neck and then like another. Do I really have nine vertebrae in my neck? Maybe like seven or eight. It feels like my neck is not that big. But we only have like 19 or 20 vertebrae like total. Well, because we have really big vertebrae. Right. So, so they must have really tiny skinny ones. Yes. More like those little wooden uh, snakes. Oh, yeah. Like little thin ones. Yeah. Like, I don't know, 40? Wow, good guess. How many? 46. Okay. Yeah, 46, occasionally 47 in the females. That's a lot. Right? So they must be like just really, really in the tails. slim. They have to just be like yeah. really slim because there just physically wouldn't be that much space. Right. And that's what lets it be prehensile. Yeah, because they mm-hmm. have to be able to move a lot. Exactly. So the ice, and also because they have to be able to completely curl into a ball, mm-hmm. they just have to have really tiny vertebrae. Yeah. In order to have a flexible spine. Right. Now, this leads me to wonder if all those strange contortionist people have extra vertebrae? Yes. Whoa. With smaller vertebrae. Interesting. Extra vertebrae. And why they can bend their backs in half like that, because that's not normal. If you can bend your <laughs> back in half, please call us and let us know how many vertebrae you have. Yeah. Have you ever had an x-ray? Do you know? Have we would you counted? like to know. Just like, you know, run your run your finger up your yeah. back and just count. Just count right now, please. <laughs> and And... Message us. DM us. Immediately. Right Wacky. now. Why are you not messaging us? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. You want to hear some other things that make them weird? I mean, I, I don't. Like, good enough. They're weird. There's yeah. not really a lot. <laughs> yeah. That is normal about them. I don't think there is such a thing as normal. No. It's just, you know, relative no. normal. And obviously they don't fit in that realm, so. And the, the normal things that they have are from totally mismatched animals, too. Yeah. So here's a normal thing they have. Uh-huh. But from birds. What? They don't have teeth. And so they chew by having um, carotidous spines in their stomach and they swallow stones that helps them to grind up their food in much the same manner that a bird's gizzard functions. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Like, it's not even like they're eating that much that's like they would even need to chew. Nope. The acids in your stomach should be able to break down that. But nope. Ugh. They just have rocks. Okay, well, and we spines. could say, spines we could and say rocks. normal things. We classify them as mammals because I assume they are endothermic. Mm-hmm. Meaning... Yep. They are, quote-unquote, warm-blooded, mm-hmm. or that they can produce and regulate their own yes. heat. Yes, accurate. They are viviparous, mm-hmm. okay, which means that they um, carry their babies within their bodies and mm-hmm. give life birth. Yep. So that's something many mammals do. Yes, not only mammals. <laughs> True. Contrary like, to everything you've learned in life. And they do have some hair, okay? so like They do have some <laughs> hair. Accurate. I don't know. There's literally nothing, like, there's... Literally nothing else that would be like, yes, for sure, that's a mammal. Right, right. Yeah, no, the scientists They're warm-blooded and they have babies. They were like, wait, what the? Yeah. <laughs> uh. 
they're like, it's not a rep. I mean, I guess like you could have gone that route and called it a reptile. It would be equally as weird as a reptile. The, yeah, well, there's, I don't think that's there's the thing. any endothermic reptiles. Right. I think that's a thing that reptiles yeah, have Yeah, they to have be. to be exothermic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have just called it a large insect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it doesn't fit in there at all either, but it doesn't really fit <laughs> it doesn't in with really mammals. It fit in anywhere. So whatever. Maybe they're snails? <laughs> mollusks. <laughs> yeah, they're mollusks. They're mollusks. <laughs> Actually, there's like a Why weird not? slimy body in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> One foot just has many little tiny tentacles coming out. What? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right. Let's let's continue talking about their interesting adaptations. Okay. Okay. So they they have very 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 long tongues, which makes sense, right? Because they go in their very them. long noses, mm-hmm. and they use they stick their tongue out to get the ants, right? So their tongues are sticky, right? The interesting thing is that <laughs> compared to their their body, some pangolin tongues are longer than their bodies. Gross. Yeah. So the the root of their tongue, the place where their tongue technically begins, yeah, is actually near its pelvis and its last pair of ribs. Why? <laughs> I don't know. How does that even work in I a body? I don't know. And it, like, what does it come all the way up from their stomach? Yep. So it's like. Well, from below their, below their their intestines? Well, it's a muscle, right? So it's not, it doesn't go through their stomach. Well, that doesn't make sense. Your, your tongue wouldn't have to be attached to your stomach. It just has to get you to your esophagus. Yes. So it can be attached to the esophagus, but not the stomach. It's all one track. Why would you just have a random hole in your esophagus for your tongue to come through? I don't understand pangolins. I don't think that we know enough about this fact for you to tell me I'm wrong on this. No, but okay, wait. Let me me tell you more about this. So they're long and they're sticky. They're often longer than their actual body when they're all stretched out. Um, And if it fully extends its tongue... It's not only longer than its body, but it's longer than its head and its body put together. Wait, the head wasn't included before? No, because your head is separate from your body. But of no, course what? it has it to may, be. I'm, I'm so confused about, I just don't like this fact. Not because <laughs> it's not a weird fact, a weird mm-hmm. cool fact about them, but I just think it, it is, is very confusing. put forth in a very, it's like one of those Jeopardy clues where you're like, nobody was ever going to be able to figure out what you even were asking. I'll take sticky giant tongues for <laughs> 400, Alex. Uh. <laughs> so, a few, few more facts. This one is, again, a lot more normal, but normal for a totally different type of animal. Whatever. Okay, so. Let's just throw out that term. It doesn't mean anything in this episode. Okay. Just normal, normal means nothing. There, there is, is no normal. There, there is no um, physiotypical here. Sure. Yeah. Biologically typical? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so pangolins have special glands near their anus that secrete a pungent fluid that is used for both marking territory and defense, not at all dissimilar to... A skunk. That's or right. Or a cat. Yeah. 
True. Let's be real. Everyone's always complaining about cat pee. It's because they are similar to skunks yes. in that. Accurate. They have scent glands mm-hmm. near their buttholes. <laughs> and they use them to mark mm. things, and they're disgusting. So yummy. Gross. Yeah. Super gross. I mean, those, like, that's a mammal, though. Yeah, that's a, a mammal thing. And what are skunks related to? Cats. So, again. foxes and honey badgers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Pangolins also have three claws on each foot. We've talked about these before. So, these are their tools that enable them to rip into ant and termite nests. Yeah. They help the arboreal species to climb trees. The ones that live in the trees use them to hang from the branches like a sloth. Yeah. Um, other pangolins that live underground use their claws to dig the burrows for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're, that's badger or sloth-like, yep. depending on whether we're talking arboreal or, mm-hmm. uh, what's the other? Oh, earthbound? No, no, know. hold on. There's a word. Ground dwelling? Arboreal or? Dud? Oh my know. God. There is. You're the animal. I know. <laughs> Specialist. I know. And we taught, and Wow. It's going to drive me nuts now. All right, folks. I will be auditioning uh, applicants who would like to apply to be my new co-host. Shut up. (laughs) Get out of here. Send me a headshot and your resume (laughs) (laughs) to crittercastpodcast at gmail.com. Great, thanks. Shush. (laughs) Address it to Cassie. (laughs) Uh, They're said to reach sexual maturity after two years. Okay. They typically only give birth to a single young per pregnancy. Their gestation period. Don't start with me. Differs between species. Okay. From 69 days to 150 days. That's not bad. It's not bad. And it's like between species. Right. It's not like. It's not any one. Right. It's just like could be anything. Yes. Yeah. When the babies are born, they're teeny, 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 tiny. Oh. So tiny. Like they should have a pouch to right? have, but totally, they don't. But they don't. And all they have is a tail. Yep. Yep. So they're three to sixteen ounces. That's so they're not small. they're not quite as small as like a joey or a baby koala or something or like kitten. that. Or a kitten. Well no, not quite as small as a kitten. Yeah, kittens they're are pretty small. small. Yeah, that's true. When they're first born. Baby baby kittens. But that's because they're not born one at a time. Right. Yes. Cats. Yeah. How large are pangolins? We haven't talked about that. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so they have soft scales that harden very rapidly. And they uh, they do nurse, and they're usually weaned at around three months of age. So there's another strike in the mammal category. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poppy, settle down. What's the matter, baby? What? What's the matter? Come here. What? Come here. Oh my goodness. Alright, so you asked me how big pangolins are? Yes. That's a tricky question to answer, my friend. Is it because of the different species? Yes, it is. Okay. It is because of the different species. So, some species are like 15 inches long. Some are 19 inches long. Some species weigh 11 pounds. Some species weigh 73 pounds. 73? 73. The giant pangolin weighs 73 pounds. And and The how... Chinese pangolin weighs 8 pounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. 
But they all they they generally look the same. Uh huh. Just yep, different sizes. Yeah. So you might look at them and be like, oh, that one's a baby and that one's a full-grown adult. But yep. actually, it's just a different species. Just a different species. It's odd to me that we have talked... We talked about it with bearded dragons, too, in that there are several different species, but they all kind of look the same. Yeah. With the, the Like, they'll probably have slightly different coloring based on their environment. Right. But, like, it still looks like a pangolin. Yes. Or it still looks like a bearded dragon. Yeah. It might have, like, slightly different coloring. Yeah. But you look at it and you're like, hmm, I think that's a pangolin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Species are weird, man. Yeah. So they're, they're subspecies, really. Well, they're called no, species. but they're full species. So. Funky. I know. Another funky thing is that the scales are really heavy. The scales actually make up 20% of their body weight. Yeah. So. That doesn't strike me as really all that odd when you're talking about any kind of heavy scaled or like exoskeleton type That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, Although they shouldn't be exoskeleton creature, but they are. So, you know. Yeah. It's not. I mean, obviously they still have vertebrae. Yes. We talked about that. Obviously they've still got their internal skeletons happening. Yeah. But yeah. It's like heavy duty armor. armor. It's not. It's not scale i mean it is scales but it's not when we think of reptile scales most reptiles are quite soft yes but um, yeah yeah well, i guess no blue tongue skinks heavy duty scales that's true so mm-hmm. yes man it's kind of like you know if you're wearing your your um suit of armor yeah it's gonna be really freaking heavy yeah so that makes sense right <laughs> right Ugh. <sighs> They are endangered for a couple of different reasons. Mm-hmm. They're hunted. Obviously, it's not predators. Right. Like, <laughs> no. No, because ideally, like, they got a pretty good mechanism here. Yeah. Multiple defense mechanisms. Yeah. They have defensive. They have defensive offensive in that their scales are very sharp and can slice up your hands if you yeah. try to pick them up. Yeah. Um, and then they have the gross scent glands. Yeah. So, like. Best of all worlds. Shouldn't be messing with them. Yeah. And yet, their very uniqueness yes. is is part of their misfortune. Yeah. Yeah. In that they probably have very specific needs that their environment must have. Nah, bruh. No? Nah. They're, they're not... The reasons for them being endangered are not largely environmental. That's odd. It's related to hunting. Okay. And poaching and different uses. Um, particularly the incredibly large-scale illegal trade in Asian pangolins. So they're hunted for meat, they're used in traditional Eastern medicine, um, and often as a fashion accessory, especially in China and Vietnam. What are y'all doing? Why? Right? I never really understood the obsession with, like, animal products as fashion anyway and I know that you start drawing a very hypocritical line when you're somebody that eats meat like I do right um but cows are not endangered my friend no 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 no. I I I get that that's totally different I just mean in general like I'm not a big fan of real leather either no just because Mm -mm. I even though like I understand using a whole animal is a great right. is a great way to not waste Absolutely. when we are using animals. So it's it's territory I choose to tread lightly on. Yeah. But especially animals that like really are yeah. not serving like we're not raising them for this. Nope. 
They're not domesticated. We yep. haven't taken them in. We're not farming them. Mm-mm. We have no business taking animals straight out of the wild and using them. And yeah. I believe that firmly for owning them as pets. Yep. For, like, no. That's what farming is for. That's why we can... Yeah. They're, they would be really difficult to farm, though, because they are um, well, solitary. They, They're and they secretive. they produce young, so... Yeah. They produce one young every one or two years so they're not it wouldn't be lucrative Mm -mm. to it's also they're incredibly difficult to rehabilitate Mm. so if you get one that's injured um or if you have like rescues it's incredibly difficult to keep them alive yeah um there's one woman who's having some success with it so we'll follow up with that maybe see how things go yeah (laughs) um but yeah so that's kind (sighs) of kind of shitty um so we don't have a ton of information on what their actual population numbers are, mm-hmm. but there are very strong signs that their populations are in decline, particularly the Asian species. Right. So for the for the African species, mostly they are hunted for meat, mm-hmm. but there seems to be some regional use of their scales and other body parts in medicines or cultural and tra- traditions and rituals. Mm-hmm. And then, as I said, in China and Vietnam – there's a, a large demand for pangolin, particularly for the, the flesh, which is eaten by um, people that considered a delicacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people who believe that they will be blessed with health benefits if they eat the body of a pangolin. Yeah. Their scales, their blood, other body parts, etc., are widely used in traditional Chinese medicine and health tonics. Although scientists have done a lot of research to see if there's any, you know, validity to the claims that yeah. there's supposed to be all sorts of powerful healing in yeah. these and they they haven't found anything to support that right. there's anything particularly beneficial so it seems like it's largely you know cultural tradition yeah yeah that's another tricky ground where like on one hand i'm all yeah. save the species be smart about how we're using species. Don't take them out of the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the other hand, I'm like, it's not my culture, and I don't right? shame them for being below us for having different beliefs. Absolutely. I just wish they were smart about how they did it, so that yeah, because it doesn't work well for that either. If you if you hunt them all to right. extinction and then they're all gone, then like sucks for you and what you were using them for. True, true, true. Yeah, I don't want to shame anyone either because like I take vitamins. I take, when I get sick, I take emergency. I'm pretty sure the only effect it has is placebo effect, but I do it anyway. And you keep trying to force it on me. Yes, I And I keep I trying do. to tell you, it literally does not do anything other than make me gag. Unless you believe in it. And then it has magical <laughs> healing properties. <laughs> but if, if the, um. If your emergency if was killing emergency a species If my emergency was off, endangered, I would probably be able to be convinced to not take it anymore. <laughs> I, I would be I sick like for a day or two There's a drastic longer. shortage of this emergency, no. Kathy, and you just can't have it. Oh, okay. I guess I'll take zinc instead. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I did save a cute little fact for okay. the end because I knew we would get into some depressing I know, talk. I know. Every time you do the research, we end up in that place. I know, I'm sorry. That's why I like my episodes. I just avoid that place. Yeah. I, I don't go there. I just... Please don't go to the laughing place. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Do you want your nice little tidbit that Give I intentionally me my tidbit. save for you? Give it to me. When you see them walking... 
<laughs> they look like tiny dinosaurs. Especially, scientists say that they probably walk quite closely to how we imagine T-Rex walking. Okay. Because... <laughs> Do they walk on two legs? Well, so they, they have those giant claws, right? right. And paws. So they, they walk like dinosaurs. When they move, need to move faster than a waddle, they balance on their hind legs uh-huh. using their heavy tails for balance um, to thunder across the ground like okay. a T-Rex. So usually they would walk on all, on, all on, four. Like tortoises kind of walk on their mm-hmm. nails because their nails are so yeah. long. But then if they need a speed run, they're yeah. like, whoop, and go. Yep. That's very odd. Right? I thought you would like that Sonic visual. Sonic the pangolin. <laughs> Too fast. <laughs> I think we can use up to like up Perfect. to like ten seconds yeah. of that audio without I getting I think that's fair. Without getting copyrighted. Especially if we sing it. Yeah. Yeah. You won't even recognize it. <laughs> it's it's fair use policy. True. <laughs> Are you a pangolin? He kinda is a pangolin. A He's definitely got the anal scent glands. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, he does have that he going does. on for him. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <sighs> so, pangolins. Yes, I feel like we learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm no, more confused like, we're just, than it's, I was. It's, nothing was clarified. We just yeah. gave you a list of concerning facts. Yeah. In so many ways. <laughs> Do with it what you will. <laughs> Here you are. Do your own research. Pangolins. Marvel at the weirdness of the world. Yes. And the oddities of the universe. That That's that's all you can do. And the persistence guys. of pangolins. And, and celebrate World Pangolin Day by, by sharing, I don't know, how cute they are. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's all we can do. Yes. And, and try to save them from yep. extinction. Raise awareness. And you know what? We can put some up some links on our Facebook page if yeah. you want to learn more about the efforts that are being uh, undertaken to help save them. We'll put up some links to resources. We'll create some merch that says save the pangolins. Heck yeah, we will. And you know what? If we make merch about saving the pangolins, I think it's only fair if we donate a little bit yeah, of the Yeah, that proceeds. is a fundraiser item. For sure. Absolutely. So tune in to... Um, I think we should bring that stuff to the reptile show because yeah. they're honorary reptiles for having scales. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Well, that was pangolins. Yeah. That was episode 29 of Criticast. Oh my gosh. Our next episode is going to be episode 30? Yep. Holy. Episode 30. Moly. Oh my goodness gracious. All right, well, start planning now, folks, because we are hoping to send in our uh, registration fee for the, is it the NorCal? NorCal Reptile Expo. Mm -hmm. Yep. That will be in Pleasanton. Yep, in May, -May. mid-May. So we will, of course, do a vlog for you all. Yeah. And update you on... Um, you know, the, what preparations we're getting into. We're really excited about it. We've started sketching out what sort of information we want to bring along because, of course, we we don't sell reptiles. No. That's not a thing that we do. No. Um, so we're just planning on going and supporting the reptile community by having information about different common types of reptiles, uh, care sheets, some information about, so you want to get a reptile, what's within like your budget and your amount of time and effort that you can invest in a reptile. And then having some of our own animals for people to hang out with and get to know. Yeah. So it's going to be super awesome. Indeed. Yeah. Come hang out with us. Yeah. All right. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Why would you do it like that? (laughs)